Good day, good evening, good morning, however you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. We're glad you're here to listen to the greatest song that you've never heard podcast. You know, there are songs that change your life. There are songs that for some reason you hear them and they radically transform your DNA and turn you into something you weren't before. And today may just be one of those days because this is the greatest song you've never heard podcast. I, Chris Cochran, am joined every week by my friend and co-host, Mr. Phil Anderson. How you doing, Phil? Doing great. Thank you. You forgot evening. Great evening. Yeah, we had true. that conversation before, and now I feel like we need it. We, we, yeah, we did. So great evening. Great evening. For those of you. Great um, morning. That's right. And all that. You know, by the way. Yes. Our uh, podcast episode last week, mm-hmm. we did not talk about the beer we had. Oh, we did not. No, so that's in the past. But what are we drinking now? Uh, today we are drinking a triple IPA from Revision Brewing called Hops in a Can. Hops in a Can. And is Revision Brewing one of our sponsors? Uh, no, but they sure free should be. Free plug. They sure should be. They're out of Sparks, a, Nevada, and they make great beer. You're not going to get a free plug every week. Just that's true. know that. We'll tease you with that. We want sponsor. We would love sponsorships <laughs> in the form of beer. But we don't even do this for the money. It's for the love of the music. It is about the love of the music. And you know what? Honestly, I listen back over, and anybody who's listening to this can go to Spotify and just look up the greatest song you never heard playlist. Mm. I, I put these songs, try to do it in order, so you can actually hear the songs without the rhetoric mm. of Chris and Phil. That's true. And so, uh, which would be a little offensive if that's the only reason to listen to those uh because you don't want to listen to us but i think we've hit on almost every song in the world no as i mean we've hit on everyone as being one of oh. those really good songs yeah, i agree i and, totally agree uh we understand there are going to be people out there that uh are fans of a particular artist or band that we're playing yeah will know these deeper cuts. That's true. It's going to happen. A Prince fan would have known that that wasn't a woman. Yeah, I'm a Prince fan, and I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that was not a woman. That was... Yeah, go back and find that one. Whoo, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so... What do we got today, Phil? You're uh, you're the one bringing the songs. Yeah. And for those who don't know, I don't even know what we're hearing. I just got a lyric sheet in front of me. That's it. So I don't know what we got today until you guys hear it with me for the first time. Yep. This one actually... Could be a reach for nobody having heard. Okay. And I'm hoping that's not the case. I think that there, there may be some old cool old school people that... Uh, by the way, uh, I went ahead and went do not disturb on both my computer and my phone. But I don't think both of us did that. Yeah, well, the best part is nobody would have known that if you hadn't said anything. Because <laughs> they couldn't have heard the beep. <laughs> is that right? Yes. I just don't think that's true. Because I always hear it on... Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to try to salvage this episode right now and we're going to start by playing you this song Listen. Like a bird up in the sky When it goes round and circles 
so no vile I've got a story, ain't got no moral Let the bad guy win every once in a while When it go round in circles When it fly high like a bird up in the sky name of the song and it has really? to do with uh, Down in Circles or Will It Go Down in Circles? Or Will It Go Round in Circles? Well, that's that too. <laughs> I gave you a lyric sheet. It says round. I know, but I was listening and I wasn't concentrating ah, on those there you lyrics. Go. There you go. That's probably best. Because they weren't super complex. See, I think these are really deep lyrics. Really? No. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I'm like, you know, I pick songs and I'm like thinking... Because I'm musically driven yes. and so... some. A lot of times the lyrics just don't hold up because the music is what I'm listening to. This is one of those songs. 
but it was uh, this is is a significant song, and uh, but I want to get your feedback on it. So um, first off, is this in mono? Uh, was it originally released in mono? Probably because the the production yeah, on it's very interesting in the fact that you have certain like a lot of the horn section is in your left ear. Um, and the organ solo is in your right ear for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so those that bouncing back around, uh, around and back all oftentimes in my mind brings up this mono. Yeah. So I would think this is pre 1975. It would be my guess. So in mono, wouldn't you get that in both in the stereo you would get? Well, it depends on, on how, how it's been recorded it. and yeah. how many tracks I have and all that stuff. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it very well could have been, um, I don't know one way or another, but you know, the, the hi-hat plays and the. And the organ that they throw in. I mean, there's just so much to like about this. Here's what drove me nuts about this song. I know this voice. And it's one of those songs that I'm like, oh, why can't I figure out who this is? And when you say it, I'm going to be irritated because I should know off the top of my head who this is. Yeah, you uh, should. But I don't. You which really Which frustrates should. me to no end. Yeah. Um, and I will when you say who it is. I know that. Um, I loved the horn section. The horn section to it's me fun. was... Um, it was a good supporting cast as opposed to sometimes, uh, especially when you get like the, was it the Tower of Power that played on this? Do you know? No, what not on this. Okay. No. But sometimes when or you get- Or Room Full of Blues, not any of those horn Sometimes sections. when you get those horn sections, they're like, don't you know who we are? You can <laughs> I know. tell because they're so obnoxious <laughs> and so loud in the production. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't the case on this. They really added to and were mixed well. Yep. I loved that part of it. Um, I also loved the organ actually mm. because it was creative enough, but again, it wasn't over dominating. It wasn't in your face. It wasn't just someone like showing off how great they are at this instrument. Um, let me, let me say something real quick because when I listen to music, I generally don't listen to music with headphones on. Why? I just, I'm doing other things. Hmm. I'm either driving in a car. And so you listen to it. A, you, you don't have the exclusive pounding right into your ears mm-hmm. of the music, right? I learned more about this song this time than I ever have. Really? Yeah. Like the, the organ. I didn't realize there was organ in there. I knew that little hi-hat thing that's, yeah. which I love. Um, I love the synco rhythm of the, uh, but. At I, that, but before you go on, yeah. the, at the, about the last chorus, mm-hmm. did it drop into halftime? Yeah, it, it they do a lot of different things. Loved here. that. I thought yeah. that was super cool. Yeah, and and it's one of those things when you go through the chorus three or four times, and it's again not right in depth lyrics, so it can get old kind of quick. My guess is I wanted to sing it this way this time, and then this way this time, trying to get all those in. But you have to change things up a little bit to to get away from the monotony, right? Well, and it's also one of those. I I wonder if this song. Um, I wonder if this song was ever intended to be live or if it was just recorded. And I ask that because, um, you know, the song American woman from, Mm. you know how that song was written? Yeah. Do you know how that song was written? Mm -mm. Um, who's the lead singer for the band? Um, John Fogarty. No, it's, uh, the who that the guess who the guess who. Yeah. Not the the who. And the lead singer was 15 minutes late and the crowd was getting riled up and they were, they were afraid they were going to actually like stampede. (laughs) And so the band went out on stage and they started playing that riff and he walks out on stage and then literally improvises most of American woman. Like get back. Yes. With the Beatles. Yes. Cause one John Lennon was probably just, you know, somebody right now is screaming at their computer or their phone or their, their ear pods and going like, it's ah, 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 morons. Oh yeah. The lead singer. Who's the lead singer of the guest too? Well, I'll tell you what I will tell you. Cause I want to keep you on. No, it's not Peter Frampton. Now they're going to start. <laughs> 
<laughs> now they're going to start yelling. Uh, tell me a little bit more about this song, and then I so, will let you know. Um, the other thing I thought about this song that was interesting was this song seems like one of those songs that should have been cut up and turned into an 80s sitcom theme song. Mm, yeah. Uh, because oh, it has yeah. that same energy. Sure. And, and it has that same feel of like, a, I can... I, like the I, Jeffersons or something like that, right? Yeah, like yeah. Or a Nell Carter show. And that'll date me if you know who Nell Carter is. Give me how, a break. How about... Yeah, right? I So funny story, a couple of weeks ago, I was telling Heidi about Give Me a Break. And she's like, I don't remember that show. And so I play her the theme song. And I know every freaking word to the Give Me a Break theme song. And she's looking at me like... You're weird. How come I married you? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> the look I was getting. Burton Cummings. I don't know Burton Cummings. Yeah. Um, uh, Stand Tall is one of his hits as a single. Okay. Yeah. Um, my sister loves Burton Cummings. I, yeah, one way or another. But you like this song. Um, oh, of the, well, no, the Guess Who lead singer that's was Burton not, Cummings. No, it's The Who, not The Guess Who. Well, American Woman is is the guess who, not the who. Are we sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> you can. Um, I mean, are we are we really sure about that? Because oh, I'm, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. But I'm, I'm not like the world's most um, you know musical aficionado. Like it's not like I win that category every time I watch Jeopardy. But uh, you know, I could be I could be wrong. Who recorded American Woman? Let's just see what the results are. Ooh, the guess who? Okay, with Burton Cummings. Okay. That's why when you said the who, I'm like, no, the guess who. That's why I was thinking of Frampton. Uh, Frampton didn't play with the who either. <laughs> Listen, it was recorded in the '70s. It was terrible anyway. So. It was recorded in the '70s. Peter Frampton was all over it. Every band, every song, every produced song, every written song. I'm going to turn in my card. It's all it Peter says Frampton. That I know anything Frampton. about music? I'm sorry. Oh I'm my so god! Sorry. You're a sign sealed and delivered. This is bad. Oh, you see what I did there? So I did. Okay, so. Uh, Tell me more other. about this song. Well, so I, I've got some information. You don't know who it is, but you think you know the voice. Yes. Okay. So this, first of all, give me an idea of when you thought this song came out. Early 70s. 50 years ago. Wow. 72. Yep. I think it actually was released in 73, but the album came out in 72. Okay. And the album. I wasn't even born yet. I was. Just throwing that out there for you. 12 years old. I know. Uh, this, uh, this performer okay was a session keyboardist okay so that should not that should make sense given some of the piano licks and stuff like that he played and backed such artists as billy preston little richard it's billy preston (laughs) i can't believe that is this on apple records uh i don't know the the i the the album name is music is my life and this is a beetle yes the only other Beatle. The, the fifth Beatle. Only the fifth Beatle. Yeah, I thought I could slip that by you, and I kind of did. but until, did. until I, Yeah, he played with Little Richard, Sam Cooke, Ray Charles, the Everly Brothers, um, of course, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. And he was actually co-wrote the song, You Are So Beautiful, that Joe mm. Cocker. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Yep, so that's kind of good. And then he did some stuff with George Harrison after the Beatles. If you played. haven't watched the Get Back documentary... I've said it before. I'll say it again. Put seven hours aside and watch it. There's a really fascinating scene where Billy Preston comes in. He happens... The Beatles knew Billy Preston from uh, their time in Hamburg, Germany, when they were playing... Yeah, but George Harrison ended up bringing him in. 
Well, here's what from happened. From Texas? Yes, but but here's what happened is uh, they knew him from Little Richard days back in Hamburg. When they mm. were playing Hamburg, Little Richard would be playing Hamburg. And so that's when they met uh, Preston. Yeah. So he's in town to record some TV show. And George Harris, somebody goes, we need a we, man, it'd be cool to have a keyboard player on this. Um, because they're like 80% of what they're recording on the, the whole Get Back album was meant to be... Um, recorded for a TV special and they were going to do the whole thing live. Right. So they couldn't do any overdubbing like they'd been doing for everything. So they're like, mm. well, we would really be good with if we had a keyboard player. Who do we know? And the, this is the conversation they have. This is so good. Have I you know. seen Get Back? I, not all of it. Okay. So this is the conversation they have. They're like, well, what if we got so-and-so? Well, we'd have to pay him. <laughs> and, they, and George goes, well, Billy Preston's in town. And they're like, well, what if, well, I, we, I, I don't know if we'd pay him because he's not a member of the urine, the urine, the union. Uh, <laughs> well, and, a lot of people do call that the urine, but go ahead. He's not a member of the union in, in the UK. And, and George Harrison goes, hey, what if we just give him a contract on Apple Records? And that's how Billy Preston uh, recorded his first solo album was because yes. he participated in the Get Back And sessions. that was 1968. Yes. So this probably was on Apple. I'm not sure. My um, guess is it probably was. Yeah. And they don't, of course, I'm looking at Spotify. But yeah, 1972, Music Is My Life. Um, there, Billy Preston, did you know this song before? No. Okay. So... I don't know a lot of Billy Preston's like solo stuff. Yeah, there's nothing from nothing. And he did a song. Which I with, love. And I've used that in salary negotiations all the time. Nothing from nothing is always nothing. nothing. That's right. Uh, he did a um, Born Again with Sarita. Come bring me. I don't know that song. You're so, so sappy. I was thinking, <laughs> you know, Valentine's Day is around the corner. We should do that one. I'm like, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't look at you with a straight face for the rest of my life. And people are expecting us to actually produce decent songs on that's this true, podcast. And so, I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't go there. Oh, I'm glad you brought this song. I really like this song. I like Billy Preston a lot too. Um, what he brought to the Beatles is actually pretty um, phenomenal, right? Well, he kind of settled the storm a little bit. He did. And, and it was interesting too, because one of the comments in that same conversation mm-hmm. was, we don't need to like add anybody to this mess. <laughs> right, right. And yet he did great with it. I, You know, having watched parts of it, and see, and now they're starting to go a little bit more uh, commercial with this particular documentary, but uh, just watching his demeanor and his body language as he's sitting with what, even at the time, people were saying was one of the best, greatest bands of all time. Right. And it's still, to this day, over 50 years later, they still have the the staying power. Yep. The the music the Beatles put out is just like unbelievable. I and was, he walks into this and sits down and plays with these icons and it was like, eh, and, it's a musician as and a musician. And from day one plays the song, the the solos that you know of, like the Get Back solo yeah. and all those little all fills. Billy Preston. He, like, he nails them from, like he just sits down and starts playing them at random. Yeah, get any sessions player and they yes. can do that. So funny story, a couple weeks ago I'm hanging out with a friend of mine who's under 30. And we were talking about um, we were talking about the uh, movie with um, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, where they talk about the uh, they re- make the uh, what? Come on, you can yeah, do it. Lucy Ball, Lucy and Desi. <laughs> they redo the Lucy and Desi story, right. which is a fascinating story. It's a really good movie. Uh, living, living, becoming the Ricardos. Becoming the Ricardos. It is. I can't recommend it highly. Yeah, enough. it's a, it's really good. Actually, there's things about Lucille Ball I had no idea. So this this kid says to me. Who's who's Lucy and Desi? 
And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? He's like, he has no clue. And my buddy, who's 15 years my junior, but is like the same age as me as far as pop music uh, consumption and right. pop culture consumption. And we both look at him like he's got like a third eye. And we're yeah. like, what? So we start naming off things that we're sure he knows, like Gilligan's Island. Like, nope. nope. Bob Denver, uh, nope. Bewitched. Uh, the Will Ferrell movie? Nope. Um, like, <laughs> the one, you know, the yes. one with Elizabeth Montgomery? Then he says, wait, wait, wait. Can you guys explain something to me? And we're like, yeah. And he goes... <laughs> Why is everybody so into the Beatles? Oh. I've tried to listen. Oh. There's nothing special there. Oh. <laughs> See, that's someone that just isn't in touch with real good music. When we started explaining it to him, well, and here's something that people forget. When Billy Preston recorded this, this had never been recorded before. Right. And so there's a chance that something was being recorded that nobody had ever recorded before in a style that no one had ever recorded before. Right. So when you listen to uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club oh. Band and you listen to that song as eh, it's just a song, it's influenced thousands upon thousands of musicians. Because it was on the cutting edge of creativity. Nobody had right? ever decided. Uh, I, the, we've talked about this on the show before. The 1971 documentary, The right. Year That Music Changed the World. Yep, it's fantastic. The, the Bowie episode is fantastic because they talk about the fact that no pop artist had ever assumed another personality before mm. that. They were always themselves on stage. Right. So what you saw from, and that's one of the things that threw the monkeys off was they were supposed to be actors playing the part of a band who actually sang the songs and nobody knew what to do with that. Right. And so they'll never get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of that. Well, and it's just interesting because... Uh, as you point out, the music that's that's never been written before, it's always going to be new and exciting then. But down the road, it, it it's like there's been so many, um, co- not copycats, because you're not going to duplicate really what I feel is perfection. But right. you're going to at least get the, the flavor of that, right? right. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, so, it is. Anyway, I, I, hope, I, I hope I didn't bore anybody out there with... When you're listening to this, you're like, I know this. We'll go around in circles. Come on, guys. No, I doubt most most of our listeners probably never heard the song. But I think many don't understand the significance Billy Preston had with the Beatles. Yep. And uh, just all the, the players and artists he backed during his time of coming through as a Sessions player. And had he not just happened to have been in, in England, we probably wouldn't know Billy Preston today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk conversations. Yeah, let's do that engagement if you want to talk to us you don't have to call me you can though i'll <laughs> you give you his phone number me. uh just go to like uh facebook and you'll see us uh the greatest song you never heard on facebook i have a prize a price or a prize prize okay with a Z. for the first person that calls phil on his cell phone our last episode i gave the number out first person that calls phil I've got a prize for. Is it going to be the Mark and Mindy um, deal there you have on your... No, I got that for my birthday. Okay. <laughs> can't give up my Mork doll. <laughs> Pull the string and he talks. That's... Did you want to give us a little... T- no. T- okay. So, yeah, because I'm sure the string is not in a... a- convenient place to pull from that is true so uh let's see we've got a twitter too yes why nh podcast it's it doesn't come to me easily and the greatest song you never heard.com for our website that's all i got okay awesome well with that we'll see you next time on the greatest song you've never heard podcast podcast